Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona, Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. I'm here, Kyle, at the Snowball Derby trying to get in. It is a Absolutely crowded around here, Kyle. A traffic jam. Rowdy, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, well, the outlaw schedule out, all-star circuit of champions schedule out. Um, a lot of stops here in Pennsylvania, so, uh, you know, we got to talk about that. Um, got some clips uploaded for tonight from, from previous shows of some interviews from uh, some, some drivers that have competed at the, at the Snowball Derby. So, uh, you know, I'm interested to hear what uh, Connor Mosack, Augie Grill have to say, uh, both on our show in 2022, and they are uh, both attempting the uh, Snowball Derby. So, uh, both very good uh, with the, at, at driving. I mean, Connor Mosack in the Arkham and Art Series and the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series, and Augie Grill having success in the, in the late models. So, uh, Rowdy, I, I don't know if you have a favorite yet. Uh, Derek Thorne fastest in practice early on today. And uh, I know he's been uh, he's been chomping at the bit too to uh, try and you know and get that win. Well, Kyle, tonight what were they got scheduled at eight? The pro trucks will run fifty laps. The sportsman's going to run fifty, and then the pure stock will run thirty-five. So eight o'clock gets it all started in the racing mode. They have been practicing all day, three sessions already, and like you. You said uh, Derek sitting on top of all three of them, Kyle. Well, Rowdy, uh, you know, um, also Champions Week in, in Nashville for, for NASCAR. Uh, a lot going on. Um, you know, you're at the Snowball Derby. I'm glad you made it there. Um, yeah, Rowdy, I've noticed a lot of, a lot of places have been crowded. Um, not complaining. Um, I'm, I like to see a lot of race fans at the racetrack. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, Rowdy, I mean, Grandview Speedway, back in uh, June, I mean, that place was packed at, at 4.35 o'clock, I mean, two, at least two, three hours before everything was starting, so, uh, yeah, um, the tracks have been packed, and uh, it's good. That's good. I think that's good for us, you know, it's good to see that, you know, the interest is out there, um, still, still trying to kick around a winner for, for Sunday for the super late models, I, I don't know yet, I'm kind of liking Josh Berry's chances, I was driving for... Rackley War. I mean, what do you think, Rowdy? I mean, I mean, who who do you like right now? I mean, look at Derek Thorne. I mean, he's fastest in practice. Uh, you know, there still is a lot. You know, still got a couple more days to go. Uh, yes, and Kyle, if you're not able to make it, Race America TV's got it covering the whole weekend. It's not a bad package for everything, but just go online and, and look for them, and uh, you'll be able to keep up with it. 
Kyle, you know, I've told you it's this nonstop, man. They just close the track long enough to get stuff back and forth and get back into the session again. Well, Rowdy, on your way to, to Pensacola, uh, some news, you know, broke out for the 2023 season. Uh, the, the, the NOS Energy Roll of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Roll of Outlaws, uh, going to be uh, 87 events next year in 2023, uh, including a, a PA swing in mid-March, uh, Port Royal Speedway, March 10th and 11th, Williams Grove Speedway, March 17th, Lincoln Speedway, March 18th. We don't, you know, that weather's kind of a crapshoot that time of the year, but. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that right before my birthday. And then, Rowdy, you and I were talking last night. Uh, Talladega Short Track, March 24th. Uh, hoping you can get to that one. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, Baps Motor Speedway. Um, they have been there before, believe it or not, when it was still Susquehanna Speedway. Um, Wednesday, July 19th. That's a pretty big one. And then, of course, we have the National Open, $75,000 to win September 29th and 30th, 2023. So, uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions, uh, Rowdy, some some news hopefully for you um, if you if you can make it. Uh, the they're going to be at uh, Seals Grove Speedway again, uh, uh, Sunday, August 20th. So, a lot of news breaking today, um, coming out of the dirt world. Uh, the the, the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions and also the Nash Energy Drink World of Outlaws, uh, both uh, schedules coming out. Unfortunately, Bloomsburg is not on the All-Stars; they will not be returning. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Rowdy, that's kind of what's going on here. Um, just seeing the news coming out. Hopefully getting to the World Outlaw Show at BAPS. That, like, you know, that happens. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Outlaws do there. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, um, we'll just see how the rest of the season goes. Not sure what I'm doing yet, but I'm, I'm hoping to be at those early March events, those mid-March events. I'm hoping, uh, hopefully we can, uh, hoping, working to get back into Port Royal, Rowdy. Uh, trying to uh, make that as my home track next year. I think that's what's going to happen. That sounds like a plan. Uh, hopefully I'll see Steve and, and Jason at the, down in Daytona in, in January. Well, actually it's in February, I believe, Kyle. But, uh, Kyle, we got, I know we, we did an interview with Augie Grill before the uh, All-American 400, and Augie did not have such a, it wasn't his making, but, you know, in racing you get involved and caught up in other people's mistakes. But Augie's racing. Kyle Augie will do the Snowflake and the uh, Snowball Derby this weekend. So we're going to listen to Augie Grill. I'd like to welcome the winner of the uh, Modified Mayhem down in Montgomery at the uh, Montgomery Motor Speedway. Augie Grill, welcome to the show, Augie. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Man, Augie, I tell you, Montgomery Mobile has stowed me off <laughs> for calling out both those racetracks. But, Augie, man, uh, what a race there. You, you, you showed the guys what it was all about in uh, Montgomery. Walk us through that the last lap there, Augie. I just... Uh... I don't know. Uh, there's a couple of cars during the race that had leaked some oil, and <clears throat> I guess about 25 laps into it, somebody dropped oil all the way around the track. And of course, I hit it on one end and think, "Oh man, I've run too hard, and <laughs> the rear tires are giving up on me already." And then I hit the corner on the other end, and the front end takes off. So I knew something was going on. But anyway, later on in the race, there was 
five, six to go, the thing got bit bad loose again. But I just assumed that, you know, tires had given up. But uh, lo and behold, after the race, I did find out that there was another car leaking oil there toward the end. And I think everybody was kind of dealing with the same thing. But uh, now just a, just a cool race. Uh, was able to get the pole. I don't get many poles in the Modified Mayhem series for whatever reason. But uh was able to get the pole and start seventh and, and work my way to the front and lead, lead the better part of the race and, and come home with the trophy in the, in the, uh, in the bear. And I tell you, you went after the bear, went for a bear hunt and come home with one. Augie, how many of those have you got home at your house? Uh, kind of spread off, uh, spread out. Uh, I think that's the fourth bear trophy I've gotten over the years. Uh, uh, my dad had one at one time, but it's back here at the shop. Uh, then Rick Polero that helps us with RM installation, uh, he's got one at his house. I believe John Howe's got one at his shop with BMF, and then uh, we actually the car we ran the other night belongs to uh, uh, Red Knowles, which is Zach Knowles' dad that ran Modifies a couple years ago. Uh, but he's just letting us use it and uh, going to give it to John Howe's daughter Riley uh, at the end of the year. So uh, he's got the one from this past weekend. So you know, it's uh, kind of spread out all over the southeast, really. It's a really unique trophy i mean when i seen that i'm like you know they get it and, and it's like stan said he's had people want another one and goes you can't only way you can get another one is do this like you i'll give win one it what haven't you won five uh alabama 200s Augie? yeah i have uh one four in a row uh i think oh nine through 13 or 12 or whatever however that math adds up and uh and then i won the one uh two years ago and probably over the years, I've had four or five other ones. One and just there with late caution would get me, or uh, flat tire would get me, or just whatever. But uh, yeah, it's been a good, good racetrack and good race for me over the years. Are you what? What's your plans for this year? I don't really have plans as far as uh, driving. I mean, I'd, I'd like to race a little more, but uh, been busy enough here at the shop. It's it's hard to sidestep work here in the shop and work on my own stuff to go race uh when i know when i leave the shop i'm gonna have to i'll, I'll be spending money win lose or draw so it's kind of nice to be able to work on customer stuff and and get them out the door and get more in here and get them out the door so uh that's kind of my my plan now is to uh just keep on keeping on here at the shop and race with uh i'm actually racing with justin south a little bit this year and uh and actually with bobby roos and roger Roos a little bit with chase spradlin so uh Kind of spread thin right now, but uh, that's, that's the name of the game, I guess. Just work as hard as you can and, and try to make it. Hi, Augie. This is Kyle here. Uh, my first question is, I, I just wanted to ask you, you just mentioned, you know, Roger Roos. I mean, is, is this like a, is it like a road course kind of deal when you say that, or is it, is it more of a short track thing? No, it's uh, more of a short track thing. Uh, they actually, I did build them a road course car uh, toward the end of last year, and supposed to build them another one when i get time but uh that's that's just something they want to play with on the side but no their their main deal is uh chase bradlin running their pro car at montgomery and pensacola this year and uh uh then they're gonna bobby's gonna run a uh, sportsman car at montgomery and roger's son ryan is gonna run a sportsman car at montgomery this year so kind of uh flip-flopping between here and their shop trying to get things done so we can get the year started for them 
what's it like working with them? You know, um, you know, you see them, you see them run NASCAR sometimes. You see them run the road course races. But what's it been like? You know, how how do they do on the ovals? I mean, you know, coming from a road course background and running on the short track. Uh, they do pretty good. Uh, they're like a lot of people. They they got seems to seem to have a lot, plenty of money, so uh, they can kind of do what they want to do when they want to do it, and uh, got pretty good people around them. And uh, you know, they're just like anybody else. They just love racing and just want to go to the next one. Algy, my last question for you is: um, I, I don't really know a lot about your history, but have you won the Rattler before, and do you like rattlesnakes by any chance? Uh, yeah, I've actually won it twice uh, in '07 and '09, and no, I do not like—I I don't like snakes of any kind. <laughs> I, I understand that completely, Algy. Algy, uh, when you're in victory lane, you feel like you had your guardian angel looking over at you, looking down at you. Yeah. Yep, uh, I feel like my, my parents are probably in heaven looking down, watching me race every time I get to race. So uh, that's that's definitely definitely something I, I think about a lot. Uh, I lost both of them here in the last couple of years, and uh, that's been hard. But I know they're looking out for me and uh, trying to keep me safe. Okay, let's talk about the people that kind of helped you get there to the track. All right, yeah, here at the shop, uh, actually, Doug Reed helps me here at the shop at, at Grand American Race Cars. We, uh, you know, build and maintain race cars and try to race a little bit when we can. And uh, Roger and Bobby Roos, with, uh, they're different, they're, they've got like five different companies. I don't even know which one <laughs> which one to name out. But uh, uh, Rick Palera with R&M Installation, he's, he's been a big, big, big help with the Modified over the years. And uh, then uh, but John Howell with BMF. Uh, chassis. Uh, he, he builds and modifies a drive, and uh, I think if you're going to run a modified, that's the one you have to have. And where can they follow you at? I'll get keep up with you. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I got a I got a Facebook page for Grand American Race Cars. Uh, I don't really keep up with my with my page much. Uh, I I pretty much just look over stuff and and see what's going on. But uh, I got a new phone a while back and. I didn't put all the social media stuff back on this new one, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of out in the dark here. But uh, I just uh, you know just follow me the, the old-fashioned way. Just go to the racetrack and see if you find me. Hey, Augie. I mean, what this last thing? Looking back, what we've been through to the past two years, and looking at the opener at Montgomery, we look like we're in pretty good shape this year, do we not? We do, but uh, it's still the future's kind of bleak with uh, with what's going on overseas and what's going on with our government right now. I'm 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 hoping that things can just keep keep on clicking like they are. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's that's a, probably the best crowd I've I've ever seen at Montgomery, and I've been going there a long time. And uh, great car count, you know. I think there were 75 cars all together in the pits, and I mean the pits you couldn't hardly move. So things are going in the right direction, I believe. If if you know, gas doesn't wind up going to eight dollars a gallon, and everybody having to stay at home. I, I just, I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, as far as racing goes, I, I believe we're we're headed in the right direction. Augie, thanks a lot for being part of the Rowdy Maglite Show, and looking forward to seeing you again. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Connor Mosack. Welcome back, Connor. Hey, how are y'all doing? And doing great. Uh, so you're getting ready for Watkins Glen with Sam Hunt Racing. Uh, Connor, how's it? 
you seem to be like the road courses, Connor. Do, do you? Is there a chance that you may go back to Portland and race in the uh, West Series there? Um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, we're still working on our plans for next year, but uh, I think for sure we'll at least be back in the Xfinity car for a few more races next year. Um, not sure which ones yet, but hopefully get a few ovals in there, but definitely uh, do a couple road courses as well. Well, Connor, you, you just got uh, back from Nashville. What was it like racing through the streets of Nashville? Uh, Nashville is awesome. It's a great weekend, really good atmosphere there for for that race. And, um, you know, it's probably our biggest race of the year for Trans Am, uh, obviously being there with IndyCar, but also just, um, you know, having a street race just kind of elevates everything else. And, um, that, you know, there's no better place really to do it than Nashville. And um, it's cool to do a street course. And, unfortunately, we came up just a little bit short, but uh, – you know, we led a lot of laps and overall had a great weekend. Well, you come away with two, what, the chill-out, keep-cool move of the race, and then also the Young Gun Fast Slap Award. Uh, Connor, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we, we were able to go from first, fourth to first in the first couple of corners. That was uh, that was pretty cool. It's like a really good start for our race. Um, we had a good car, just didn't quite have enough to – outrun the 70 car and he was hounding me most of the race and eventually uh, made a small mistake and he was able to get by uh, and with that caution coming out at the end unfortunately we didn't get to go back green and get another shot at him which I, I feel like we would have had a good shot to get around him but I never really got that chance so we had to settle for a P2 So you're, you're headed to Watkins Glen what, what's your next race after Watkins Glen Connor? After walking to Glen, we go to Milwaukee Mile uh, for the Arthur Race. Well, that Milwaukee Mile, that's got to be a special place there because everybody loves that track. Yeah, I got to go there last year. Uh, unfortunately, our car was not very good. and didn't feel like I to learn the place as well as I would have liked to. So I'm looking forward to going back and uh, I think a much better car and having a good shot at uh, running up front. Hey, Connor, you have Kyle here. First of all, thanks for coming on the show. Um, first question for you is, uh, how was Pocono? Um, I know you led some laps there at one point. Um, I got to meet you. Um, what was that like? And uh, kind of a quick follow-up, uh, what was it like seeing your, uh, one of your owner, Brad Holmes, back in the car in Michigan, you know, the same race where, you, you know, um, I know no, no pun intended, went up in flames last year at Michigan. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, thanks for having me on as well. It was good meeting you up there. Uh, I feel like Pocono was a good race for us. It didn't get the finish. I feel like we deserved, but we uh, yeah we got to lead some laps. Shane uh, made some good moves on strategy. We pitted early and uh, just kind of rode around in the back for a few laps, saving our tires and cycled to the front. And uh, really, I mean, I feel like we probably had a second or third place car most most of the day. The two car was definitely better than we were, but I feel like we could hold them off. Um, you know, taking his air away, being up front, clean air is worth so much there. Um, we just happened to catch a lap car right in the middle of the tunnel turn that that killed my speed and momentum. Uh, I had to lift pretty big going around him through there, and that's what allowed him to, to get by me. And then we kind of settled back in there in second for a little bit. Um, and then the last restart, we uh, we just kind of got shuffled back, got put three wide, going in the corner, 
needed to do a better job blocking there probably, although it's it's pretty tough to block those runs. So I don't know if there was much I could have done, but uh, then they called the race like 20 laps short because it got dark. So once we lost those spots, we never had time to, to really get them back. Uh, My second to question. your question on uh, Michigan, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good seeing seeing Brett back up there. It looked like they had really good speed. I think Shane brought a really good car. Um, not sure. Still quite what happened there at the end. I know, you know, he ran top three most of the day, so don't, I'm not sure why why they didn't finish up there. But, uh, you know, it's always good to see him back in the car, and I know he's got a few truck races coming up as well. My second question for you is uh, I know uh, we, we talked about the truck series a little bit. Um, Watkins Glen's coming up. Uh, talk a little bit about how the Sam Hunt deal uh, came through. And uh, are you running double duty that weekend? I mean, what what are your plans for the Glen overall? Yes, I will be running both the ARCA and the Xfinity race at Watkins Glen. So really excited about that, especially since the ARCA race is the day before. Um, since I've been up there before in Trans Am, but, you know, never in a stock car. So, look, that'll help me out a lot, being able to run both races. Um, but as far as how it came together, just, you know, we had talked about maybe doing that race with, JGR since I'd run with them in Portland and uh, unfortunately they already had the that seat filled and uh, they have a close relationship with Sam so they kind of put us in touch and just began talking with Sam and uh, we actually originally talked about possibly doing the Indy Road course instead but we decided to switch to Watkins Glen since I've been there before and uh, had good speed there so uh, that's kind of how it came together for us. My last question for you is, um, what's your super speedway experience, your oval experience been like so far? Um, are you getting more and more comfortable the more you run? Um, it just seems like your results have been showing on the racetrack. Yeah, uh, I feel like we're definitely, I definitely feel like I'm getting more comfortable, um, you know, as far as intermediate tracks. And uh, I feel like I'm getting more comfortable with the speed and racing around other cars. Uh, I just feel like, we struggled going there uh, with our speed initially. I think we've been trying different things setup-wise that haven't been working. So uh, I think like this past week in Michigan, we kind of went back to the basics and showed up, and Brett was really fast. So he, uh, I think the next couple of races we go to, hopefully we'll have that speed back because most of the races we've we've struggled early in practice and in the race, and then we've had really good speed You know, the last 20, 30, 40 laps of the race. We're just too far back to really make anything of it, but we usually always end up having top two, top three speed. Uh, you know, it's hard just to get that kind of finish whenever you're, you know, only fifth or sixth for most of the race. Connor, uh, what did you think about NASCAR going to the Straits of Chicago? I think it's cool. I think it's, um, I like to see them branching out, trying a street course. Um, and, you know, Chicago's, Somewhere they you know, used to go with Chicagoland Speedway but haven't been there for a couple of years and I um, think that's a, a good place for them to go. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it for sure. I wish Xfinity got to go there as well, uh, selfishly, but uh, it'll be fun to watch for sure. Connor, I just had a quick follow-up for you. Um, I mean, of, of all the race, of all your ARCA races that you've run, I mean, who 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 would you who do you think you're going to be running a lot against? Um, you know, when you are on the racetrack, I know you know you've seen Nick Sanchez, you've seen Corey Heim, Ty Gibbs. Uh, I mean, who who do you think you're going to be racing against? Like coming up here, like in the future. I mean, who 
who are some of the drivers that, from your perspective, that you'll be racing against? I mean, who who do you think you're going to be competing against a lot? Yeah, I mean, I think all those guys, um, you know, especially in the top five or six, you know, all those guys seem to be, you know, they have the talent to, to keep moving up, and, and most of them have the funding or, or backing to do it. So, you know, you see a lot of those guys already running partial schedules in the truck series or even Xfinity. Um, so, you know, I think those are guys that I'll continue to race with, you know, probably for the rest of my life if that, you know, if racing is something that continues to work out for us. And um, I think those are, you know, the guys you see in ARCA now that are moving up in the trucks and Xfinity, those are the guys that, you know, I think will be around for a while. Connor, did you have one uh, driver that kind of stuck out in, in your lifetime that you try to pattern yourself after? Um, you know, I don't know if there's one specific I've tried to pattern myself after, you know, I didn't grow up really following anybody in particular for a long time uh, until, you know, I really started racing myself. So, um, but you know, there's guys like Tony Stewart and Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, those are guys I've always kind of looked up to at least and taken, you know, notes on what they do and, um, you know, learn from those guys. That's really, you know, the biggest things, but, um, you know, they were successful for a reason, and being able to look at what they do and learn from it is definitely uh, key to being successful yourself. All right, let's talk about the people that help you get to the track and make you go around and be successful. Yeah, yeah, so they had some great sponsors this year. Of course, my main main sponsors, Nick Taylor Custom Fit Underwear, Interstate Foam and Supply. Uh, had Open Eyes Ministry on the car this past weekend in Nashville, Nakarada Trucks, Franklin Road Apparel. Um, those guys have all been helping me out. Scott Legacy Racing, Brett Holmes Racing, um, and uh, those guys are who make it happen for me. Connor, you have you got what's your next Trans Am race you got lined up? Trans Am is Watkins Glen as well, uh, but that it's a couple of weeks after Xfinity goes there. I think it's uh, uh, 9-11 weekend. Tell everybody where they can follow you, Connor, and we keep up with your racing career. Yeah, you can follow me at Connor Mozak on Instagram is where I'm – Instagram is where I'm most uh, active, but also Twitter at Connor Mozak and Facebook, both at Connor Mozak and Connor Mozak Racing, uh, and then ConorMozakRacing.com, post schedules and that sort of thing on there. And you've been a busy guy, Connor. We appreciate you taking some time out with us today and looking forward to having you back on again, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Connor. All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Buddy Cofoy. Welcome back, buddy. Yeah. No, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, buddy, you've been a busy guy since the last time we talked uh, uh Seat times every time everything in racing now, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's huge. Obviously, race as much as you can, and especially for me, I like to run as many different cars as I can to try and kind of stay versatile and just try and make it easier for me to adapt to different situations for sure. Well, buddy, you've been what uh, from stock cars, trucks, sprint cars. Busy year. Anything else that you're racing, buddy? Uh, yeah, and no, I've I've um, 
you know, I'm full-time in the HESAC National Midget Series with Keith Hughes Motorsports, and um, I also run for Crouch Motorsports and, and uh, in wing, in the wing sprint car in the 410, kind of pick and choose wherever we go, whether it's Outlaws or All-Stars or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm also running, been running some pavement lane models this year with Wilson Motorsports, and um, then, you know, I got to run a couple of truck races for KBM, did a ARCA race for Venturini, and um, you know, I ran a, a silver crown car, a couple of races. So just uh, trying to, trying to stay busy and, and just, um, get as many laps as I can and, and just try and be better. Is one moment stuck out more than others this year in your season? One race? Um, you know, I would say there's probably been quite a bit, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, the first one that comes to mind would be my first outlaw win. Um, you know, that's something I've always wanted to do for a long time, so I was glad to finally check that one off. But also I'm I guess on our midget side, you know, I'm really proud of, of uh to be able to win the B C thirty nine. Um, you know, and then running a, a truck for KBM at Bristol for the first time. That was really incredible to experience and, and be a part of. So you know, I've had a few moments that, that uh, stuck out to me that I've thoroughly enjoyed, for sure. Hey, buddy, it's Kyle here. Uh, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show, a second appearance for you here. Uh, can you talk? My first question is, can you talk a little bit about your uh, your recent PA experience? Um, you ran Williams Grove in the Dirt Classic in Lincoln last month. You were just back at Lincoln on Saturday, finishing second to Danny Dietrich. Uh, how did it go? How was your weekend? Um, how's your racing been in Pennsylvania so far this year? And you know what's it, what's it like running against the posse? Yeah, no, I guess first off, it's been you know a lot of fun. You know, I enjoy going out to PA, and and you know they got some of the, the toughest tracks with the some of the toughest local guys that you can race against. But also, you know, I don't like to call them local guys. You know, even though they are more local and they're area but when the outlaws come to town or all-stars they're really tough to beat so you know i feel like you know they definitely defend defend their turf well and so it was uh you know it makes it that much more gratifying to to beat them earlier in the year and um you know at lincoln's been really good to us i think we've been second a couple times and i think in the dirt classic we finished fourth from like 13th so you know our package is, is really good there and um you know, we ran second, like you said, this past weekend, and we had a, a ton of speed and, and lead laps early. And then, um, you know, I think we kind of just freed up a little bit too much and, and got loose. And then once we had that open red, we changed some things and, and got it back going and, and got close to Danny, but just I think maybe just ran out of ran out of time. But, um, you know, we've been fast usually wherever we go, and so it's been, been nice, uh, you know, in that aspect, but also it, it just makes it that much more fun. So the National Open was supposed to be three weeks ago on October 1st. Uh, you ran the preliminary night. Uh, what are your plans? Are you running the National Open this weekend? Um, I mean, what are what are what's the upcoming schedule for you? So I, I won't actually be at the rescheduled National Open. Um, I have a, a pavement late model race this Saturday at South Boston, and then next weekend I run the All American. Um, 400 in the Pro-Lay model at Nashville. Uh, and then we go to World Finals um, for, I think, what is it, three or four nights. And 
and then uh, the the next weekend I'm actually in Florida uh, for at New Smyrna for the Governor's Cup in a Super Late model. So, um, you know, that's I guess the next what the next few weeks look like for me, and then and then we go out west and hopefully we can finish off the the year strong um, with USAC and the Midget, and hopefully uh, cap off uh, another championship. So you're running late models. Have you ran a late model before? Have you tested a late model? I mean, where where's your experience when it comes to that? Yeah, so I've I've ran a handful of races last year, um, you know, with my involvement with Toyota. Um, so, you know, I've been fortunate enough to to kind of hopefully someday transition over the pavement side, but then kind of getting my feet wet with that. And, um, you know, a handful of times this year I've ran – um, some more stuff we were in Motor Mile, and then we went to Nashville a couple times earlier this year. And, um, so I've been, you know, like I said, fortunate enough to run for Wilson Motorsports with with Bond Seth, with you know the help of of Toyota and, and Mobile One. So it's been a it's been a lot of fun and definitely <laughs> different for sure. But you know, I feel like our, our speed is there. Just uh, uh, hopefully do it more often and just keep getting better. My last question for you is. Uh... What what are your aspirations of your racing career? I mean, where 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 do you want to end up? Do you want to end up in NASCAR? Do you want to just be strictly a dirt driver? I mean, what are what what have you been thinking? You know, now having all this this uh, track time that you've had. Uh, you know, my my goal, you know, and or my dream has never never changed. It's always been to to get the cup someday. Um, so hopefully, you know, that's what I've been working towards my whole life and. And, you know, thankfully I'm in a, you know, a really good position to be signed with, with Toyota and where they have, you know, a lot of great opportunities to hopefully get there. So just got to keep doing my job and, and just make the most of it. And, and hopefully, you know, these payment races can pay off and just keep moving up the ladder and, and um, hopefully make that dream a reality someday. Well, buddy, it sounds like you are definitely working your way that very, my friend. I'm loaded up now, headed to Homestead, and I'd like to thank three, four, five years down the road seeing you um, competing for a championship, man. Sounds like sounds like uh, a dream that's possible for you. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'd I'd love to, you know, be competing for one someday, especially at that level. Um, so hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully in a few years, like you said, maybe we'll see you down there. Uh, buddy, let's talk about the people. That- Helps you get there, and your sponsors. It makes you go round. Yeah, definitely. First off, would be Toyota and and TRD. They've done a lot for me these last few years, and it's been, you know, really awesome to be a, a part of their family. And and like I said, the opportunities that they can provide is is incredible. And um, you know, also with the help of of Mobile One, you know, they do so much for me and with my midget stuff and my late model stuff. And you know, thankfully they got to be on my first truck race and my first ARCA race. So definitely them. And then, um, you know, everyone at Keith Coons Motorsports and um, that team that makes it happen. And, and then everyone, everyone at, at Crouch Motorsports too, that, that makes that sprint car program work has been uh, been awesome. And we've had a, a good year. So hopefully we can get some more wins across, you know, all divisions this year. And buddy, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. Keep up with your season. Yeah, so on, on uh, Instagram, it's Michael Kofoid 11 and then Twitter, it's just my name, Michael Kofoid. 
And then on Facebook, I have a racing page, uh, Buddy Kofoid Racing. So, um, and then also my website is buddycofoid.com for all merchandise stuff. And, um, you know, we've got some new stuff coming with die casts and, and shirts and sweatshirts and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's where you can find me. All right, folks. Buddy Kofoid. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time. No, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, buddy. I just wanted to introduce our, our guest tonight here on the Mount Rowdy Maglite Show, uh, former sprint car driver, former World of Out- Outlaws commentator. You might know him. Uh, we are pleasure to have and an honor to have Brad Doty come on the show tonight. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Brad, let's talk a little bit about your racing career. Um, how did you get started, and you know what, what got you the racing bug? Well, um, I got I guess put in a a plug for my book. Uh, there's, we did a book called Still Wide Open um, that we're going to do a reprint on. So a lot of it, the people that have read the book and and, uh, and some of the interviews and things I've done over the years, obviously they're going to ha- have to hear it again. But um, I grew up uh, here in Ohio, and my neighbors were the Hoddenshields. Uh, Jack and Ed Hoddenshield, their dad was a local racer and was a real local hero and um, uh, started going to the races, watching Jack and Ed's dad race. And then Ed Hoddenshield, who's a couple years older than Jack, started racing when he was 16. And that was unheard of at that time. Everybody else, you know, was a lot older. And so I started, you know, obviously watching him and, and thought, man, that looks really fun. And I had a grew up on a farm and uh, had a dirt bike and sold the dirt bike and was able to buy the, a modified that Ed actually started in. I had four hundred and fifty dollars in it, engine and all, and so that's how I got started in racing. Brad, let's talk a little bit about your sprint car career. Um, you had you've done a lot, you know, for the sport of, of dirt racing and. Um, you know, how, how was that for you? And, you know, and it eventually led you to your, you uh, being a commentator for the world of outlaws. Yeah, I started, you know, uh, like I said, just local, um, you know, Jan Opperman was my hero. He was a, a, a well-known outlaw, uh, racer, sprint car driver. And then, and then I'm about five and a half, six hours from Williams Grove, uh, Speedway, Lincoln Speedway, and Port Royal, all the tracks in Central Pennsylvania. So as a teenager, uh, Ed and Jack and I made would make made a couple of trips out to Central Pennsylvania, and Bobby Allen and Steve Smith, Kenny Weld. You know, I mean that was the hotbed of sprint car racing, and I just admired those guys so much, and couldn't believe you could make a living driving a sprint car, and so. When I started, like I said, you know, it was pretty low buck and never really ever dreamt that I would be able to make a living at it. So after I finally got a uh, won enough races in the modified that got some attention of a local sprint car owner who gave me a chance and kind of, as they said, just kind of started climbing the ladder. I won like 13 out of 16 races at Lakeville Speedway in 1979, and then in 1980, I won the track championship uh, at Burnerville Speedway and Tri-City Speedway, which are both in western Pennsylvania, about three and a half hours, three-hour drive for me from here in Ohio. And um, 
I was about 20 years old when that happened and, and it just really kicked the door open. Uh, Sam Bowers from Bowers Coal was sponsoring a, a late model and was sitting in the grandstands and wasn't really even a big sprint car fan, but I was, like I said, was winning races at both of those tracks and, and leading the championship at both of those tracks. And I crashed about mid-season and we really didn't have the money to put the car back together and he got wind of it. And long story short, he decided to sponsor us and we bought new parts, put the car back together and I showed up the very next week and won the feature. And he was pretty amazed that you could take a car that he thought was pretty destroyed and turn around and win the next race in it. And so he sponsored us the rest of the year and then bought the team I was driving for and ended up buying a new enclosed trailer and a new dually and brand new race cars and put me on the road with the All-Stars in 1981 and I was Rookie of the Year with them and then we hit the Outlaw Tour, ran with the World of Outlaws in 1982 and I was a Rookie of the Year with them, led four or five races that I should have won and either broke or something happened, a blown tire, whatever, and then in 83, I finally won my first World of Outlaws race, and then ran the Outlaws on and off for several years. Didn't run full-time but until about 86, 85, 86, but in 1987, I had my best year ever. I finished uh, second in points to Steve Kinzer, um, made the most money I ever made, and, and uh, ended up winning, like, I think it's 11 races that year, but Steve won 47 and set a record at that time, won the championship, and and then 1988, I was involved in an accident at Speedway and was paralyzed, um, put me in a wheelchair. And so, obviously, my life literally come crashing down around me. And uh, a few years after that, I was actually really lucky to get involved in TV and was, made a pretty good career out of TV, and it kept me involved in the sport for all these years and was really grateful that that opportunity came along. Hey, hey, Brad, it's Kyle here again. Uh, I apologize. I'm at a race tonight, but uh, my, my my last question for you before I hand you over to Rowdy was, could you talk a little bit about the media side of things? Um, you know, you made, you had all that time with TNN and Speed, and, um, you know, you really you really brought dirt racing into a lot of, ca- of couches of, of families out there. Yeah, that was, that was really a good time. Uh, you know, it was live TV. Now, of course, everything's live streamed today. Um, but, you know, to, to see sprint cars on live TV, on TNN, and Speed, and different networks throughout the year, that was a really big deal at that time. Um, and, and to be involved, um, I arguably was probably more popular uh, during the TV years than I was as a race car driver, and probably more well-known nationally, as a, you know, because people would see my face it, you know, every week for, it seemed like for, well, we did 17 or 18, it wasn't every week, I guess, but we, at the peak, we did five races a year, so people were used to seeing my face and knew who I was and that kind of thing, so, um, and it paid well, and, and I really enjoyed it. I, I'm actually still I doing did. some TV, uh, it's just everything today is pretty much tape delayed, I uh, haven't done any World of Outlaws TV for a couple of years, but I've done other series and a couple other forms of racing. Uh, so I'm still involved in TV, just not on a live. Hey, Brad, you got Rowdy here. 
Brad, you go from racing to uh, behind the TV. Now you want, you're a promoter. Let's talk a little bit about your promotion. Well, that's another thing. You know, a lot of a lot of things in life, but you know, just seem to kind of fall into. And the after my accident, um, there was a some people that. Uh, put a race together at Attica Raceway Park. It was Harold Annette who owned TMC, which was, the, he owned Sammy Swindell as the TMC, beautiful black number one that Sammy drove for many years. And so it was him. He started another series uh, to go kind of against the World of Outlaws or an alternative, I guess, for the world of, to, to the World of Outlaws. And um, he, they leased the track at Attica and put a benefit race on uh, for me. And it's 1989 and, and basically, any of the proceeds or profits were, uh, you know, going to go to my wife and I and our kids. And unfortunately, the race—I think it rained out a time or two—but it ended up not making any money. And so, uh, the people at Attic at that time, there were like four people involved as the promoters, and I knew a couple of them really well. And one of them used to build my engines. They actually called me up and said, "You know, we would like to continue the race." In honor of you, we'd like to call it the Brad Doty Classic, and I was, you know, we just wanted to make sure you're okay with that. And of course, I was humbled and felt proud that they were willing to do that. And so the race started as technically the Brad Doty Classic, probably in, in 1990, and I had no direct connection to the race for all those years. They did give me uh, part of the 50/50. Uh, drawing that was anywhere from 600 to a thousand dollars and some years i donated it back to injured drivers or, or spinal cord research and but i didn't really have any uh, financial uh, skin in the game so to speak so but in 2005 uh, i was doing tv for the outdoor channel and janet holbrook was promoting attic at, at that time and somehow it came up that we became partners. I don't know who spoke to who first, but we decided we would be 50-50 partners and try to World of Outlaws to sanction the Brad Doty Classic. And so they agreed to it. And so I became a promoter. My first time ever as a promoter, I promoted a World of Outlaws race. It was going to be televised for the Outdoor Channel, and it was a big deal. So that's, that's how I got involved as a co-promoter of the Brad Doty Classic. And... Uh, after 2005, she lost the lease, and we weren't sure if the track was going to reopen, who was going to take it over. And one of the gentlemen that was involved in the uh, promotion at Attica before had left a year or so earlier to go work at Lima Land Motorsports Park. And so he asked me if I'd move the race to Lima, to Lima Land, and I met with them, and it was a beautiful little facility, and High Bank quarter mile, we moved the race there. It was at Lima for 10 years. And then um, we got rained out, and they asked me if I would move the race. They just um, weren't comfortable putting the race on anymore. And so um, we moved it back to Attica, and it's been there ever since. Uh, Brad, I tell you, the world of outlaws, those guys, man, they put on, that series puts on a great show. I have to agree with you. You know, I mean, it's, it is the peak of sprint car racing. There's no doubt about it. It's the pinnacle, and and a lot of drivers aspire, a lot of sprint car drivers 
well, I, I, not even sprint car drivers, I guess, even younger go-kart racers. You know, you hear a lot of drivers, of course, that anybody wants to, any race car driver wants to make it to NASCAR or IndyCar. I mean, those are the top of motor racing in, in the United States. But you can make a darn good living driving a World of Outlaws sprint car, and it, it's good to hear some young drivers say, you know, that's their goal is to get to the World of Outlaws. Actually, Kyle Larson uh, I got to know his mom and dad. His mom was a big fan of mine um, when he was just, you know, before he was born, I think, actually. And then, and so I got to know his mom and dad pretty well throughout the last several years and well, many years. And, um, uh, you know, he publicly said his goal, well, he started racing, as most people know now, at like five years old. But it was his goal and his parents' goal to get him good enough to be a World of Outlaws sprint car driver. Well, we all know that he was so good, he, he bypassed the World of Outlaws and went you know, basically straight to NASCAR. And, and so, you know, to hear him say that, that, that was their goal just to get to the World of Outlaws, and there's still drivers today that, you know, they, they said they'd be happy if they got no further than to drive with, with, with the World of Outlaws. And, and that makes me proud as a former, you know, finishing second in points and a former Rookie of the Year with the series, that makes me proud that there are drivers, you know, they'd be happy being a World of Outlaws sprint car driver. You know, Brad, you're talking about how you got started. People don't realize taking a child to a race could absolutely change their life looking towards racing. Isn't that true? It is true. It's absolutely true. You know, just, and I, and I tell people this all the time too, that, you know, like, like I said, I grew up with the Hodgenshields down the road from the Hodgenshields, and their dad happened to race, and, and that's what we did on the weekends. If he'd have been a professional ball player or baseball player or something like that, you know, we went to the baseball um, game every week or something, you know, um, you know, I might have aspired to be a baseball player. It's just the way it worked out. So absolutely, you know, a lot of kids, you know, and well, I try to always keep that. Yeah, what a loss Pardon? that would have been to I said what a loss that would have been for racing, uh, Brad, if you had chose baseball. But uh you was a pretty aggressive driver in your day. Yeah, I you know, look back, there's a lot of video, um actually there's a lot on YouTube and the World of Outlaws uh website has what they call the vault and they have a lot of older races and stuff on there and many with me in it and st- and yeah, I'd like to think I was a clean driver, but, you know, pretty aggressive. And, and I never felt like I was good enough or deserved to be where I was at. And looking back, I think that hurt my career a little bit. In some ways, maybe it helped because it kept me hungry. But and I, I watched some of these videos, and I think, man, I wasn't that bad. You know, why was I so hard on myself? You know, but uh, you never win enough races, and I still remember the ones that I lost. Brad, it's been a treat and an honor tonight for you to come on. Um, before we let you go, uh, just wondering where uh, where they can get tickets for the Brad Doty Classic for that World of Outlaws race on Tuesday, July 12th. Well, thanks for asking. That's, uh, they can go to AtticaRacewayPark.com and just scroll down to the banner for the Brad Doty Classic and click on, and it send you right to the ticket information. Or you can go to world, uh, WorldOfOutlaws.com and click on their schedule and find our date, July 12th, and click on the buy tickets. I hope to see a bunch of you out there. I hope it's a sunny day, and uh, it's going to be a great race, that's for sure. 
Brad, I just had one last question to ask you before we do let you go. Um, so what do, you, what do you prefer? Do you prefer Ohio or Pennsylvania dirt tracks, or is there really no preference there? Oh, there's really no preference. I mean, as a driver, you like whatever, wherever you happen to win the, the, your last race. But, um, you know, Pennsylvania, I mean, definitely northern Ohio, Attica and Fremont, um, you know, I don't want to leave any, you know, Atomic or any of the other tracks out, but as far as 410 sprint car racing, uh, um, it's Attica, Fremont, pretty much, you know, I mean, you can show, throw Sharon and Speedway in the mix too, but you know, uh, they don't run weekly 410s like Attica and Fremont. So some some people will say that Ohio tracks are a lot dustier than than, than Pennsylvania tracks or many of the tracks, but uh, I enjoy personally going to Pennsylvania because I have a pretty big fan base out there and I enjoy the racing out there too, but I'm telling you, the racing at Attica, there's no wall around. It gets a nice big cushion usually, and it puts on a good show, a lot of slide jobs. Well, Brad, it's been an honor and a pleasure for you to come on tonight. I really hope you can come on again and we could talk more dirt racing because uh, it was just what you had to share tonight was absolutely amazing. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, but you don't, maybe we'll get a little closer to, to July, you know, get back together and uh, – and, uh, talk a little more racing and talk, talk about a race coming up. That'd be great, Brad. And, you know, and Rowdy and I, like I said, we're so thankful for you to come on tonight. And, uh, you know, without Rowdy, you know, none of this is possible. Thanks, Thanks Brad. We certainly appreciate it, man. Good luck. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Brad. You bet. All right, Kyle. Brad Doty. He's really good too, Rowdy. You know, very knowledgeable and a lot of information and good show tonight, Rowdy. Uh, playing some best clips and uh, you know we're almost ready for 2023. Um, you know, I know I was just telling you, you know, during that, Buddy Kofoy trying to get him back on um, the 2022 USAC National Midget Champion. Uh, trying to get him on, so uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get him on here soon. Well, Kyle, uh, Tyler, that's it'd be great to hear how he finished his year up. So I'm looking forward to having Buddy back on. Rowdy, what, what's uh, how's how's it looking there, Rowdy? How's Five Flags looking? <laughs> I'm fixing to make my way up to the front, Kyle. It, it, oh, it's it's a success on Thursday night. That's all I can tell you. If it, it is really a success this, tonight. Kyle, what you got to close us out, man? Well, Rowdy, uh, Baps Motor Speedway uh, going on uh, with the World of Outlaws next year. It's their first time there since... Uh, I think in over 30 years, so that'll be interesting to see. And also, uh, the uh, you know the Outlaws announcing their schedule, the the All-Star Circuit of Champions announcing their schedule as well. I'm looking forward again to, to some of those races. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I want to look over the schedule. You know, uh, Shemung was announced. The race of champions modified uh, the same weekend as Watkins won again. So. Uh, Looking forward. Hope you have a good weekend, Rowdy. Maybe we'll squeeze the show in. Just uh, let me know, and we'll make it happen. We're going to make it happen, Kyle. 
I'll be in there tomorrow. There's a lot going on tomorrow. We got qualifying tomorrow night. It's the most intense night of the whole weekend, Friday night. With that being said, Kyle, hey, man, we appreciate you being part of the show. Looking forward to uh, this weekend, man. Come out to Snowball Derby. Thanks, Rowdy. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Kyle.